0: to Coast to Coast Latino. Great way to start this Wednesday edition of Coast to Coast Latino. These are the bunkers. They were greatly influenced by the Beatles and the Kinks. They were launched in 1999 by two sets of brothers the Lopez brothers and the Duran brothers and uh, they performed in Lollapalooza in 2011 in Chicago and they brought the house down and let me tell you these uh, guys are still performing they're out there and uh, they're out of Chile South America Uh, excellent band and uh, if you get a chance, check them out on iTunes, uh, either that or check them out on YouTube because they also have a number of videos on uh, on YouTube. My name is Adrian Perez. I want to thank you for listening uh, to Coast to Coast Latino. This is our Wednesday edition. As I mentioned, we are brought to you by the Vida de Oro Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit Dedicated to the arts and enhancing the community. We're also brought to you by U Haul. Uh, for your moving and storage needs, contact U Haul. And we're also brought to you by OIC Tax Services. If you find yourself in trouble with the IRS, contact OIC at oic.com. Uh, lots of talk about today. Uh, 30 minutes goes by really fast, so I'm going to try to cover as much as I can. Uh, Needless to say, our uh, president is hunkered down in his bunker at the White House. And uh, so I only felt that it would be appropriate to be listening to the bunkers in the opening of our show. Uh, He has some issues, and there's no question about it. Um, He has an issue with losing. He has an issue with uh, our democracy. And quite frankly, he's putting a shame on the entire U.S. election system. And uh, any way you look at it, uh, it's not right. I don't believe that the election was stolen. But for that to have happened, let me tell you, uh, he would have had to... able to show that at least half a million votes were submitted with fraud intent and uh, so far of the uh, 20 lawsuits he has uh, gone after 19 have been thrown out of court because every judge pretty much said look there's no evidence what what are you guys fighting here for his uh, top four uh, law firms that were representing him have quit Uh, That leaves him with uh, his personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, leading the charge on uh, challenging uh, the votes in uh, Pennsylvania. But again, he's going to have to show that all these people uh, created or somehow got involved in a fraudulent uh, type of uh, uh, conspiracy. And uh, we don't see that happening. And this is America, folks. We don't do those things. We as Americans have been voting for how long? And all of a sudden, our election process is full of fraud only because Donald Trump has said so? You know, we need to ask those things ourselves before we go around believing. Now, granted, it would have been nice to have another Republican as president of the United States. Because I believe that Republicans bring a stronger economy uh, to the United States as a whole. Perhaps not everybody benefits, but then again, not everybody benefits under a Democratic president either. Uh, Usually, when we look at Democratic presidents, they have a tendency to really push social programs. Programs that are going to cost taxpayers more money. Uh, And in our case, uh, we have Donald Trump, who has cost taxpayers a lot more money. Today, we continue to pay for many of the things that he was determined to uh, get us to believe, that it was in the best interest of the United States of America, including the the, uh, trade agreements we have with foreign countries, such as China, and uh the end result is our our farmers are are not able to sell their product to china because of the tariffs and uh what's happened in order to keep our farmers alive is the federal government is paying them subsidies and guess where that money comes from it comes from you and i and that's why i'm saying Uh, I just find it hard to believe that all these people believe it when Donald Trump says that he lost the election because of fraud. You know, I mean, look, in baseball, in football, and I'm talking about in junior high, high school, even in in, uh, grade school, we all learn how to win and lose. Coaches teach us that. Teachers teach us that. We learn the whole concept of winning and losing. Sure, losing feels terrible. Nobody likes to lose, you know. But at the same time, if you lose, you don't go out and start challenging and start saying that everybody cheated. You know, the only time you do that is when you throw a temper tantrum, and that's what's happening with Donald Trump. He's throwing a, a temper tantrum. Just to give you an example of his temper tantrum, he's cleaning out house. Anybody who he feels it was and has never been a true loyalist to him. He's getting rid of because he's blaming them for his loss. The NSA came out, uh, uh, several days ago and said, this was, uh, one of the, uh, one of the cleanest and most secure elections we've ever had. Well, he got angry at that because obviously it contradicts uh, his perspective that there was fraud. And uh, yesterday he fired the guy. And, And that's the other thing is when you fire somebody, look them in the eye. Tell them that there's something wrong with them. And that's why they're being let go. Instead, our president keeps firing people through Twitter. Now, if that's not an insecurity... What is if you can't face someone in the eye now we as Americans and and we're proud Americans we as Americans we are not afraid to look at the enemy in the eye. in fact, uh, there's an old saying that said, you know don't fire your gun until you see the whites of their eyes we're, we should not be afraid to face our enemies in the eye, and yet Donald Trump. Is afraid to face anybody in the eye especially when it comes to firing them so he does it on Twitter you know he's not a good manager he's not an effective businessman and by the way for those of you who believe that he's a strong businessman think about the number of bankruptcy filings he has submitted think about the number of businesses that have failed under him i mean for crime any sake how do you lose casinos casinos are supposed to make money lots of money and when we look at the local casinos in in uh, in indian territory they're all making money so if they're making money why can't his casinos make money uh and then we look at uh, how his businesses have been structured all of them were designed to be able to make money off of the powerful position of being president of the united states because a lot of the the people that are visiting his resorts are paying to see him not really to visit his resorts so that's how he's making up his money he since donald trump has been president He has made nearly $2 billion off different governments, off of the federal government. $2 billion. If he loses being president, of course, that $2 billion goes at risk. And so for him, it's about money. It's about ego. And it's about him. And it's got nothing to do with the Americans that we see day-to-day. The people that are out there battling COVID-19 in the front lines. And speaking about COVID-19, as many of you know, the number of of cases have skyrocketed across the United States. And we have record-breaking worldwide record breaking cases of COVID-19. We have worldwide worldwide numbers of people dying from COVID-19. And they're projecting that at the rate things are going by Christmas, we're going to have well over 300,000 people who have died in the United States because of COVID-19. And the federal government, specifically Donald Trump, is unable to give us any kind of direction, start addressing this issue, because he's more concerned about whether or not he's going to have a job after January 20th. Well, he doesn't. And as uh, different states submit their certification, their voter certifications, he's going to recognize he's been fired by the people. Of the United States of America and more specifically not just not just anybody he was fired by get this The white women Of the United States they have had enough of him So all of a sudden you saw this big surge of Republican women and Democratic women Who decided they've had enough of this guy? They voted him out Okay, they didn't They didn't approve and still don't approve of Joe Biden. And I understand why as as a Latino, I have major issues with Joe Biden. Uh, But I got bigger issues with Donald Trump because we need a steady hand at the helm of the most powerful nation in the world. And we don't have it. We don't even have an individual who is at least mature enough to understand the dynamic of losing an election, and and uh, and not having to throw a tantrum and start challenging it. And the the many people who have been following Donald Trump today, the including the all the folks that showed up at the so-called um, uh, million uh, uh, Trump support uh, group. That was supposed to show up in Washington DC and by the way estimates give it at about seven to eight thousand people that showed up When you look at at all those people They're doing two things. They're supporting a president who has obviously failed the United States of America and in my mind anybody who supports him is actually being a traitor to the United States of America Because the majority of Americans have said enough is enough. Secondly, and more importantly, they're running around without masks, which means they are spreading COVID-19. And if you start looking at who all is being impacted the most, they are essential workers, which includes uh, tens of thousands of Latinos. Because it's based on the uh, types of jobs that that, uh, all these individuals have from farm workers to uh, uh, employees at packing sheds, uh, janitor services, uh, nurses, uh, and the list goes on and on. And if they were provided the proper PPE uh, protections that are essential for anybody dealing with COVID-19, you wouldn't see this this large number of, of uh Latinos being impacted. And here's the other thing is Latinos culturally uh have some issues as it is. Uh we like to hug people, we like touchy feely, we like large gatherings, we like uh families. And uh and many of us have large families, and as a result uh, we, we go to family functions, family events, and we are doing this during this pandemic and, uh, we are seeing the spread of coronavirus among the Latino community in large dis- disproportionate numbers. Here's the other thing, uh, in terms of, uh, deaths, you know, Latinos still rank way up there disproportionately across the U S when it comes to deaths of, uh, coronavirus. And again, it, it comes back to had our president done something when he first learned about the coronavirus back in January of 2020, had he done something, we wouldn't be seeing this entire pandemic being spread. Like there's no tomorrow. In addition to that. Our economy would not have been hit so hard because he would have been able to tackle it. Instead, he tried to deny it. He tried to run away from it. He started blaming everybody except himself. And he continues to this day to blame everybody except himself. He's trying to salvage a little bit of of his presidency by trying to demonstrate that he is strong in the Middle East. But yet he's putting us in a very... Weak situation because even the Republican intelligence people are saying, don't pull all of our troops out of Afghanistan or Iraq. We need to have a strong presence there. And yet he's adamant about doing it before January 20th, when Joe Biden is sworn in as president of the United States. How many other things is he going to destroy between now and January 20th? We don't know. But let me tell you, folks, unless you start speaking out to your representatives, uh, things aren't going to change. You got to talk to your representatives. You got to send them messages, emails, whatever. Call them up. Tell them that what the president is doing is wrong, that's harming the United States of America. And we got to stop it, we have to control it you know one of the uh one of the reasons why uh I do this podcast is to clarify the position of Latinos across the United States because there are times when people have a misunderstanding of Latinos and I get it first of all uh the majority of us almost 80% of us were born here in the United States uh almost 30% of us have been here more than one generation in fact we've been here for several generations uh we were involved in the american revolution believe it or not latinos were involved in the american revolution we obviously were an extreme uh important factor in the civil war on both sides on the north and on the south and Today, we continue to be a strong presence in our military because we believe in this country. We believe in what it stands for. And this election showed one big thing about Latinos is that we're not interested in socialism. We want to earn our money. We want to work and make ourselves strong for our families. We don't want handouts. And growing up, I can safely tell you that my father, uh, who found himself more than once in a situation where he had to provide for all of us, and he turned to welfare, he was so embarrassed because he was on welfare. And he made every effort to get off of welfare as quickly as possible to be able to uh, provide for all of us. That's what he taught us, and that's how we see things today. And my family is not unique. When you look at families, Latino families across the United States, uh, all of us are working hard to make a difference. All of us are making an effort to start a business. All of us are trying to find ways to survive without having to depend on government. And this election was proof that we will not tolerate socialism. And I know many of you are going, well, wait a minute, then how did Joe Biden get elected? Yes, Latino voted. Latinos voted, almost 70% of Latinos voted for uh, Joe Biden. But if you look at the, the down ticket in every state, you're going to see that Latinos also voted for Republicans, Republicans for Congress, Republicans for the Senate, Republicans at your at the state level legislators, all the way down to uh, Republicans in school boards. And those are all critical because each one of those areas has a significant impact on Latino livelihood, on Latino families, and more importantly, on the future of the economy of the United States of America. You see, the more successful Latinos become, the more likely it is that there's going to be stronger economic force that is going to assume responsibility, because as the Latino population continues to grow, we understand that we need to assume responsibility for a lot of things. We're currently 19% of the population across the US. That's almost one out of every five Americans is a Latino. Uh, Latinos are turning 18 years of age every 30 seconds across the US. Those are voters this year. We have 32 million Latinos registered to vote and out of those nearly 83% exercised their right to vote. That's a lot of votes. And we did make a major difference in many of the election outcomes. And yes, Donald Trump received Latino male votes approximately 27%. And uh not enough to carry him over. For him to have uh, won the election, he would have... uh needed at least 33% of the Latino vote. Uh, He ended up with 27%. And uh, that's why many of us are saying, yeah, he he lost the election. He didn't get us all to support. But, But here's the thing is the Republican Party reaches out to Latinos. And if you look at California, for example, where a Latina runs the Republican Party Uh, she's out there pushing, recruiting Latinos to run for office. We have, uh, Latinos that have won throughout California in, uh, state races and congressional races. And, uh, although they still don't have, Republicans still don't have a presence at the statewide positions in California, such as Secretary of State, uh, Governor, Lieutenant Governor, et cetera. In fact, they haven't seen that in uh, going on 20 years. But Republicans are making a comeback because Latinos, especially in rural areas, are voting Republican, they're voting conservative because Latinos traditionally are conservative. Ronald Reagan said uh, Latinos are Republicans, they just don't know it. Now, the reason many of us have registered uh, to be Democrats is because our parents did it, and uh, their parents did it, etc. And if you look at history, especially the uh, the 1960 election between uh, uh, John F. Kennedy and, and Richard Nixon, uh it was the american gi forum uh a latino military group retired military group that pushed hard to get latinos to register as democrats and to vote for john f kennedy and the reason being was uh, latinos were being denied a lot of rights uh, especially from uh, 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 those who served in the military uh, they weren't getting their GI Bill. They weren't being allowed to be seen at, at uh, veterans hospitals or, or clinics. And in some cases, I, if if our military veterans would die, some cemeteries would not allow for them to be buried in their local cemetery. And so there was a lot of discrimination. There was a lot of things that were not going right so the American GI forum was formed, it stepped up to the plate and it said, we need to change things. They recognize that politics is the way you change things. So they got involved in, in the political campaign. Uh, a strong friend, a big friend of the American GI forum at the time was Lyndon Baines Johnson, who was vice president under uh, John F. Kennedy. And uh, uh, it was Johnson who promised. The latinos that if they went out and voted and got uh, john f kennedy elected that latinos would also see people uh, latinos in the cabinet well the election happened and john f kennedy did not fulfill his promise so lyndon johnson had egg uh, in his face what's interesting is when uh uh, Lyndon Johnson uh, was formally elected in 1964 uh, as president of the United States. He fulfilled those promises, and he went one step further, and he promised to he had promised to the American GI Forum that there was going to be some kind of uh, civil rights. And the thing is, is that uh, when it came to signing the actual Civil Rights Act of 1964. For some weird reason, Latinos were completely excluded. Uh, again, it, it, it's, it's a little frustrating because we keep getting put in the back seat. And uh, then you have other presidents and, and uh, political leaders who have made us all look like we're uh, illegal immigrants. And we just showed up. Uh, people, please understand that we are as American as you are. We firmly believe in the power of the United States of America and we want to put the United States of America first. This election was a great, great demonstration of our power as our power continues to grow. Uh our children, which is uh which they call themselves Latin X because they don't want to identify as a Latino or a Latina and they don't want to go through that, they'd, they'd rather call themselves Latinx. So our children who are calling themselves Latinx, they're, they're a combination of uh, gener- generation Z as well as uh, uh, millennials. They are saying, look, we need our equal rights and we're going to demonstrate our equal rights. So all of a sudden we had all these young Latinos that went out and voted in huge numbers and again if you look at the vote it was a rejection of socialism and especially the youth vote so when we look at uh, latino news and you see a cnn article uh for example this week they had a a big article about uh the what the election reveals in terms of uh, latino voters and it, it, it immediately focuses on Donald Trump's uh, victory with Latinos in Florida and in Texas. Uh, the thing is, is that Latinos in Florida are primarily uh, Cuban. So the numbers change, the perspective change because the upbringing is different and the, the social causes are different. But when you look at Texas. It was south texas the borders the border counties that said yeah we we'd rather have uh donald trump because immigration is not that big of an issue and in fact across the u.s immigration is not that big of an issue with latinos and for those of you who were banking on immigration being the top reason for latinos to vote for democrats surprise that wasn't the top reason you know the top reason latinos voted and are in our getting involved and what really gets them active is the economy because the bottom line is if we don't have jobs to provide for our families if we don't have the ability to put food on our plate it's a thing of pride and for those of us that are entrepreneurial let me tell you and most of us are entrepreneurial We're gonna put our best foot forward and we're gonna try to become as successful as possible. And there are times when we reach out and ask for a helping hand. The PPP should have been uh, that particular opportunity. Many of us didn't take it. And we didn't take it because, again, it's the whole idea that you're asking for government handouts. Uh, Some of us decided to change careers or change businesses altogether so there's a lot to cover regarding the economy and regarding this election and uh... i'll be uh, glad to provide you more on our friday edition of coast to coast latino but uh, this is our Wednesday edition, and I want to thank you very much for joining me today uh, We are brought to you by the Vida de Oro Foundation a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to the arts if you want to know more about Coast to Coast Latino, please visit our website at coast to coast latino.com If you'd like to drop us a note Send us an email at Latino at coast to coast latino.com Also, look us up on Facebook. We post things every single day. It's a very active uh, site that we have on Facebook. I want to thank you again. My name is Adrian Perez. Until Friday, stay safe, wear a mask, do social distancing, wash your hands. Be careful out there. Okay? Thank you very much.